Okay, so it's July 31st, uh, day 712 of lockdown. These are more of my unfiltered, uncensored, unedited thoughts straight from my brain into this microphone and then towards you in a format that is suspiciously like but is definitely not a podcast. yeah, I uh, didn't have an episode yesterday. Uh, sometimes there's a reason for that, like a technical issue, or uh, I, I find myself busy, or something like that. Uh, in this case, I was just I was just really sleepy. I was just really tired. Uh, <laughs> just a real sleepy day. Uh, so I didn't get a chance to do it, because I was busy sleeping. I was meant to go see my niece, was busy sleeping. Uh, Gonna go see her tomorrow instead, and also my brother and his partner. Uh, but you know, and also but my niece. Um, <laughs> cool. What do I want to talk about today? I, I know what I want to talk about today because it's what I wanted to talk about yesterday. Uh, I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about Beanie Fields, Beanie Feldstein, Beanie Feld, Beanie Feldstein, <laughs> which is a fun name to say, and I think she's great. Uh, yesterday, I um, when I went to the shop. I listened to a podcast. Uh, she's on. I listened to uh, Jamila Jamil's I Weigh podcast. Uh, Jamila Jamil is an interesting one to me. I remember seeing her on T4 and stuff and being like, yeah, she seems fun. If a bit, you know, <laughs> if a bit, whatever. Because that's what T4 presenters were meant to be. Uh, then she's great on The Good Place. Uh, and she's like, she's. She gets a lot of criticism for her activism. And a lot of it is very much justified, but I, I, I sort of have a soft spot for the fact that she's trying. <laughs> she keeps fucking up, but she is trying, and it's like I get, I get that, I feel that. But anyway, I'm not a huge listener to our podcast, but I had downloaded the Beanie Feldstein episode a while ago, and just finally got around to listening to it uh, because, again, I find Beanie Feldstein utterly charming. Uh, super likable and just really like interesting um, so yeah it was a really nice it was, you know not, not a super in-depth interview I mean there's a really nice bit about her coming to terms with being queer uh, which I always love to hear um, there's also a fantastic thing which she said about um, how few representations there are for late bloomers out there uh, where Jamila also pointed out that she had her first kiss at 21 and as someone who had her first kiss at 18 I was like, oh, okay <laughs> uh, I was very much a late bloomer when it, come, when it came to romance uh, as evidenced by the fact that I describe it as romance <laughs> um, and yeah, Beanie, Beanie is correct there is not a huge amount of representation of that um Certainly not any normalisation of it. Uh, it's like, um, you know, once you turn 16, you, 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 you're in relationships. And that's not how it works. Like I, I, like I say, I had my first kiss at 18. Did not have my first relationship then. Didn't have my first relationship until I was 30, 31. Um, you know, I mean, arguable at university. Anyway... <laughs> It's not, it's not about me. But it's, it's not about me. It's about things that I like, uh, and occasionally about me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's interesting, right? Um, especially because 
but yeah, let's talk about let's talk about films, right? Let's talk about some films that really fast needs to be done. Uh, yesterday, I watched uh, How to How to Build a Girl, which is on Amazon Prime, starring Billy Felstein. Uh, directed by, I think it's, I think he, I do think he pronounced it Koki, <laughs> or Koki, Gidroich, which is who's Mel Gidroich's sister, and written and based on the book by, written by and based on the book by Catelyn Moran. Now Catelyn Moran is another interesting uh, feminist for me. Uh, she has in the past said some really not great stuff about trans issues uh, some like that, that sort of low level sigh worthy transphobia you know like nothing super vicious just really like ugh <sighs> she did, like and then she def- got defensive when called out on it <sighs> but then she sort of started talking to some trans people and apologised and it's like cool there's room for growth in people's activism I guess well not I guess there is and I, I guess that's what she's been doing but she's still you know I'm still wary of her she's also she's I think she's funny but I think her feminism is very specific uh, that's how I like to describe white feminism specific uh so yeah, about the fact, but I mean, I think she's funny, and this is a comedy film, so I was like, yeah, maybe it's good. And also, I like Penny Farsing, <laughs> as I've established. But uh, yeah, I watched it. It's fine. <laughs> Genuinely, it's fine. One of the weird things is that Penny Farsing is doing a uh, Wolverhampton accent throughout the whole film, or an approximation of a Wolverhampton accent. It's not terrible, but it's notably slightly off it's just like slowly slightly off what's interesting from the podcast is i found out she lived and worked in a shop in wolverhampton uh for two weeks to get used to the accent i just think it would be really interesting if you're a fan of her and then you go into a shop and you're like oh i presume i presume a charity shop uh i presume a charity shop it must be a charity shop right it's not like she was working in marks and spencers for two weeks um uh, yeah but you go in it's just uh, it's just like hey aren't you are you Billy Felstein and she's like yeah yeah I am or actually she's like yes I am okay get my accent is terrible though <laughs> I was trying to do I was trying to do an impression of her Wolverhampton accent so I was like don't do an actual Wolverhampton accent and I'm like I don't think I can do an actual Wolverhampton accent so I just did a weird approximation of never mind Anyway, the, the film was fine. Um, <laughs> it's like, I think, although this is the thing, it's a fine sort of coming-of-age story, uh, whatever. But I think there needs to be more fine coming-of-age stories about uh, young women. Like, <laughs> I think that's a good thing, you know? Because there's plenty of fine to terrible uh, coming-of-age stories about young men, right? <laughs> so there should be equally equally mediocre films and it's not terrible and like she uh, Vinnie's incredibly charming throughout again uh, the story uh, Paddy Constantine's great Sarah Salamani's great they both play, they play uh, Johanna as the main character they play her parents Emma Thompson shows up inexplicably for a scene very weird 
Uh, Chris O'Dowd shows up inexplicably for a scene. Very weird. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, yeah. There's some, you know, some odd, like, huh. Oh, there's some, a little bit of magic realism in it, but just like a, a, a just enough that for it to be like, okay, I guess this is in the film, but too little for it to have any real, it's just weird. <laughs> I don't know, stylistically, it's just not quite what I think it's trying to be. And story-wise, it's, you know, it's... Again, fine. It takes a weird left turn towards the end, which I thought was a bit... To an extreme, which I thought I didn't quite earn. But I enjoyed it. Uh, There are better coming-of-age films out there for young women. (laughs) For instance... The next two films I'm going to talk about, uh, which also star Beanie Feldstein. Uh, it's interesting because it's interesting, right? That she plays. Uh, Trivial Development at one point says you play these iconic teenage girls, um, which is you know hyperbole, I guess. But also not really in terms of. I mean, not really in terms of the third film we're going to talk about, but just this idea that um, there's something really interesting, I think, about or, or I imagine about playing. Like, like acting in a coming of age film, you know. I've talked before. Anyone who's listened to other episodes of this, and uh, uh, welcome back. Uh, you won't have listened to all of them. This is the sixtieth one, so nobody will listen to all of them. But you may have heard me talk about how much I love uh, coming of age dra- comedies and dramas and films and TV shows. Generally, a big part of that being because. I get to watch, uh, like, the girlhood and young womanhood that I never had, uh, as my my surface-level psychological reading of myself. Everybody um, uh, has been in two incredible ones recently. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is Lady Bird. Let's talk about Lady Bird, uh, written and directed by Greta Garwig, uh, starring... Uh, Saoirse Ronan and Beanie Feldstein and uh, Lucas Hedges and you know a bunch of other people oh and <laughs> sorry and Aunt Jackie herself uh, whose name I've completely blanked on which is mad um, wow uh, Laurie Metcalf Laurie Metcalf thank you <laughs> thank you Brain Again, I don't do any research for these, so that's just off, that's just off my brain. Uh, oh, and Timothy Chalamet <laughs> turns up. Timothy Chalamet uh, as a bit of an asshole. Um, but yeah, uh, it, like interestingly, like uh, How to Build a Girl, it's set in the nineties. Uh, unlike How to Build a Girl, it's set in Sacramento. So no, uh, so and uh, Sasha Ronan's American accent. Maybe maybe it's because I'm not American, so I don't hear the distinction as much. Is not as distracting as Beanie Feldstein's Wolverhampton accent. <laughs> uh, I love, uh, I love Lady Bird. I saw it in Nottingham. I went down to Nottingham to perform in an improv show, uh, and I arrived early and went to see the uh, Lady Bird. I also, mild tangent, got stuck in Nottingham in a snowstorm for four days. <laughs> so that gives you a time where this was. But I went to see the cinema and I just bawled my eyes out. Uh, this film makes me cry like thinking about this film makes me cry and I'm not entirely sure why I mean I came of age in the 90s but you know not in Sacramento (laughs) 
uh, Lady Bird, the, the lead character, um, played by Sasha Ronan. I, I'm gonna keep saying Sasha Ronan then because I just like saying it. But uh, it's such a, a such a relatable character to me. Um, it's this idea that she's just sort of she's like frustrated and rebelling against something, but it's never quite clear what. Like there's a lot going on <laughs> internally. There's this idea that she's got like her best friend Julie, played by Beanie Feldstein, but she wants something more. Uh, she's in a like she grows. She's growing up in a poor family. Her mum is hard on her, like really hard on her. And it's sort of her mum has these weird, has these little sort of micro, like so many little microaggressions of. It's not abusive, but it's not healthy. Like their relationship. You know, like there's a, there's a scene where she's. where Ladybird's trying on clothes to go to the prom. I think it's to go to the prom. No, it's not even. It's just crying on clothes. And she comes out, and her mum's, like, comments are not, like, aggressive, but they're really passive aggressive. They're, like, they're really like not okay and it's this weird thing where um, I have a good relationship with my parents like uh, but when I was a teenager I definitely remember feeling that nobody you know that thing of nobody understands you <laughs> um, and also just that things aren't quite right and I mean for me obviously it turned out to be a lot of stuff about identity obviously there's a lot of stuff about identity and Ladybird because Ladybird is obviously not her real name. Like, that's a big thing. She, like, has a chosen name. Um, which I find fascinating. The way it's filmed is... The way it's... Not even filmed. The way it's put together is really interesting. Well, like... There's a lot of very quick scenes. So, like, a lot of time passes in the movie. Like, a whole year pretty much passes in the movie. And, uh... Oh man, it's just so good, and it, like I say, it makes me cry. Even like just, I'm tearing up a little just thinking about it. It's such a beautiful film. Um, I think Sasha Ronan is incredible in it. Uh, the story between her and Julie is so beautiful. Like just such a moving, like friendship story, and like. I've heard it described by Greta Gerwig as the, the love story of the film. And, you know, it's not a queer story, but it's... it's I definitely see that idea that it's like a love story. I don't know, there's something so... moving to me about that whole film. It's like one of my, one of my favourite films of like the past ten years. Definitely. Like, up there with, like... Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also, like... Uh, and Greg Garvick's just great. Like, I, uh, Little Women was incredible as well. I loved Little Women. Also with Sarah Ronan and Timothy Chalamet. Uh, <laughs> and, I, like, I love the story of Little Women anyway. Like, my... Um, uh, <laughs> like, I love the book. And I like... I really like the 90s, the 90s film. But this just nails it. And it's probably like, oh well, this is now my <laughs> my little woman, uh, my little woman. Says Laura Dern. Anyway, yeah, but so yeah, Gregory was great, but uh, also great as man. And something I probably have more to talk about. 
is Booksmart. And man, man do I love Booksmart. Uh, directed by Olivia Wilde. Uh, I think written by like her and some other people. <laughs> like I, I can't remember, which is bad for me. I should, bad. I should, I should find out, I should, uh pay attention to who writes films that I like because <laughs> I watch them I go see other films uh, if you're not familiar with this it's like another coming of age film sorry Beanie Fowlstein and Caitlin Dever uh, as two best friends at high school this one is not set in the 90s two best friends at high school who realise on their last day of school that they have done had no fun <laughs> they've had no fun uh, and they were like the whole thing was well, that's because they were focused on getting into good colleges. But then they find out that all their classmates who have had fun have also got into good colleges. So they uh, make a pact to have one big party night before they go off to university. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's great. It's so funny. Like, that's the first thing about it. It's just genuinely really funny. It was, like, hyped up as, um, like, super bad for teenage girls. And I can see that to an extent. Part interest, part of that being the interesting fact that Beanie Fowlstein is Jonah Hill's little sister. Which blew my mind when I found out about that. Um, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and her mum's, like, a costume designer. And they're, like, just, they seem like it's a super chill family. Um, but yeah, like, I can see that, it's just so funny and such a, like, not a mean way, like, Billy Lord, uh, turns up in it as a, a recurring character who is the funniest thing in the film, uh, just fantastic, uh, also, uh, is it Skylar Gizmodo? That's not his name, what is his name? Um, Skylar something uh, plays like her friend <laughs> as well like this other guy who's also really funny like all of the bit characters is what I'm trying to say are really funny it's got cameos from essentially cameos from Will Forty and Lucy Kudrow as Kate and Devil's parents um, yeah, uh, Jason Sudeikis as their head teacher uh, um, yeah and it's just like it's a very it's got it's, it's one of those sort of p- potentially formulaic like we have to get to this air place like road like sort of movies you know where they keep running into obstacle after obstacle that stops them from getting to their goal you know uh, but it's just so refreshing partly because it's just these two women and two young women and their relationship is incredible like they are like they are best friend goals <laughs> you know to use a phrase for the internet they like are so like there's so many bits <laughs> so many bits that are just them uh begging each other up to each other like just going who how dare you be so beautiful how dare you uh and just like like going on like that like, for, for about each other for ages it's also, and I love this about this film, it's also super gay. <laughs> uh, Caitlin Dever's character uh, is, uh, like, is just gay. <laughs> she came out, like, two years before the film starts. It's not a film about her coming out. 
Uh, but she does. The, but there's a girl in the class that she's interested in, and she's going to be at the party. Hooray! Um, there's an incredible moment in the film. I won't spoil the context for you, but uh, if you've not seen the film, but there's an incredible moment where Get uh, the Devil's character uh, sings karaoke, uh, sings "You Ought to Know" by Alanis Morissette, and it's an incredible scene. It's so good. And at the Edinburgh International Improv Festival this year, there's a point where me and a couple of other queer women were at the back of a back of this room in um, a pub that does karaoke, like basement karaoke. <laughs> And somebody that we didn't know started singing "You Ought to Know," and uh, we were we at the back of this room <laughs> uh, were just belting it out. And at one point, <laughs> me and one of the other girls turned to each other and were just like, "I love Burke Smart," <laughs> uh, which I just thought was delightful because <laughs> we were just, like we were both going, "Yeah, like this is this is now a <laughs> we've decided that this is a cult, like this is a queer." Cult. Like touchstone that we're gonna use. I mean, that's where I always was, but you know, just an incredible film. So funny, so funny. I picture parts of that film and just laugh. <laughs> uh, and again, just a fantastic performance by the two leads. A really just lovely film. Lovely film. Highly recommend it. Very funny. Uh, mo- saw it at the cinema twice and I've seen it multiple and have watched it twice since it came out on um, on demand and that's a you know that's a bunch of times to watch a film that's like two years old <laughs> but I highly recommend it to everyone and uh, yeah so like uh, Beanie, that's my basically that's my retrospective of Beanie Feldstein's film career. She's in like one other film that I've not seen. I have one film that I have seen. She's in a film called The Human Brain. Never seen it. I uh, don't know if it ever came out here. And she's also in <laughs> Bad Naples 2, Sorority Rising, the uh, Seth Rogen, Rose Byrne, Zac Efron film. <laughs> uh, the sequel to that one. In fact, the sequel to the first one. <laughs> But this time, it's a sorority, so it's Chloe Grace Moretz, Kiersey Clemens, and Peter Felstein. I will say, I've seen that film and I remember, you know, enjoying it. It's very, it's silly fun. I do not remember Beanie Felstein in it at all, <laughs> really. Like, I don't remember anything she does. I remember a lot that Chloe Grace Moretz does, and Chloe Grace Moretz is fantastic. Uh, oh, if you haven't seen The Miseducation of Cameron Post, watch The Miseducation of Cameron Post. It's brilliant. Uh, starring... Chloe Grace Moretz, directed uh, and written by Desiree Akavan, who is fantastic. Anyway, I shouldn't. I, I was talking about uh, Beanie, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely like. You could do a double bill of Ladybird and Booksmart, and I think it would be in that order, uh, and you would have a great time. Like just a great, great time. Good films. Very excited to see what she does next. How to Build a Girl was fine. But you know, you gotta got gotta get for those uh, to get to where you're going. I know she's in. I know she guest stars in what we do in the shadows, which I still haven't got around to watching. So I'm looking forward to that, and just looking forward to see what she does for her career. I hope she has. I hope she does amazingly. She's she seems great. Cool. Um, that's me done. So stay safe. Uh, stay well. Uh, 
stay educated, stay informed. And if uh, you ever find yourself in a coming of age situation, <laughs> if you ever find yourself coming of age, just ask yourself, WWBFD, which is of course, what would Benny Feldstein do? Uh, I've been Mario Joy. Thank you very much. And goodbye.